Okay, welcome to Brackets, everyone. This is the first episode of a longer form podcast that we're trying to work here. And for the first time ever on the podcast, I get to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, the editing powerhouse that is Oscar Lydiard. Hello. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I mean, it's the same room we've done this in before, but it's really nice to finally have a voice, a platform to share my very specific views about one subject and one subject only. <laughs> and today that subject is Ruben. So we should go through the rules and regulations of the game. Um, we have taken four BSM bands and we have pitted them against each other, the songs of that uh, band's discography, and we will determine what their best song is, arguably. Now, the only way we can do this fairly, because as you can imagine, we've both got existing opinions on all these bands as to what we think their best song is, but we're pitting them against each other, you know, uh, gladiator style, <laughs> song on song, track on track, until we work out which one will come out victorious in the battle royale, fight to the death of every one of that band's songs against each other. So some are going to get dropped that might have otherwise been good, but they that's because they didn't quite cut the mustard against another big hit they didn't and for everyone listening now that has a pre-existing opinion about Ruben songs i can tell you right now spoiler alert the winner is not keep it to yourself now this this is this is um, this is gonna really like annoy some people because i'm sure as we worked out what what the what the kind of uh, format was going to be but went oh it's this and when that song gets dropped in the first round people are going to stop listening. But I urge you to just hear us out on this yeah. because we're going to kind of try and rattle through the first ones quickly so we don't waste your time getting through exact second to second detail from song to song. Mm -hmm. But it's a discussion, yeah. you know? We're, um, not, we're not the world authority on Ruben. No. It's, it's subjective. I had a conversation with some friends last night about this and they were upset with some of my hot takes. And that's fine. So we'll do a little intro first. So... Oscar, tell me about the first time you heard or saw Ruben. So I I think I discovered Ruben in about 2000 and I want to say six, maybe seven. Um, I saw the video for A Kick in the Mouth on Scuzz, R.I.P. Uh, pour one out. Pour one out. <laughs> and I remember thinking that the video itself was really cool because it's that one take which spins around in a circle and the band members change and that stuff. Yeah. And thinking ah oh, that's a really cool distorted bass sound and like there's a little bit it's look it's kind of that was always from that point onwards when i went back and discovered ruben's actual you know full back catalog after that that was a song that's easiest to kind of sell someone on ruben on mm. i think but going from that and going back to race cars race car the rest of that album and watching all the videos that they had for it on youtube was it was mind-blowing at that time because i think i was like I want to say like 13, 14, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. that prime age for something a bit more aggressive, a bit more interesting. Mm. And uh, I've pretty much, yeah, they're, they're a they've been one of the few bands from that point in my life that have been a very consistent listen ever since. Mm -hmm. I will still listen to Ruben now. Yeah. It'll be 
pretty weird if I hadn't, we had to do some prep for this. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've always been a big fan. Love the harmonies, loved yeah. how heavy the guitar was. Um, drums were always sick. Loved the way they sounded production wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just a really great band. Never got to see them live. Um, never got to see them live, but I have obviously since one of Jamie Lemon's myriad other projects doing yeah. Ruben songs. Like I saw a couple when um, Jamie did the thing with Black Peaks at Arctangent oh, last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, He played a couple of Ruben songs then and that was really cool because that's kind of like three projects all kind of combining together to make something really cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they were and are a very good band taken too soon by the wrath of the music industry. Damn that big bastard oh, i hate music industry anyway you're <laughs> listening to the bsm uh <laughs> record label podcast uh how about you what, um, what's your experience with ruben i think mine was mine was not in a traditional way i remember discovering let's stop hanging out i think on mtv2 or on some sort of um music video tv show again rip to all those those great memories. Um, and then I moved to Surrey in 2009 and I went to a music academy. And the reason why I did was because of so many bands from the Surrey music scene. Oh, yeah. Um, so I I remember listening to Let's Stop Hanging Out and really, really enjoying it and then sort of forgetting about it for ages. And then again, in sort of like 2000 and... God, I want to say in like 2008, I actually saw Ruben on what ended up being, I think, their final tour with Some 41 very odd such a weird lineup <laughs> such an odd lineup and that was um after nothing we trust came out and i remember listening to that album and then like instantly buying tickets to the show that was 10 days later um and i went with a friend of mine and he had no idea who ruben was i just forced him to come along he knew who some 41 was but we watched ruben and left and oh he didn't even stay for some 41 didn't even stay i think we watched like the first song and i was like nah this is rubbish i mean i feel like with that band you get it yeah. Like one song or two songs in, you've seen the show. There it is. It's done. But yeah. Ruben, I remember being uh, like such a, like a, you could tell, I mean, now looking back on it, you could tell that individually those members were tired of that band and it was definitely coming towards the end of it. And there was a lot of like pent up aggression on stage, which I thought was really good at the time. And I still think is, is, is amazing to watch live, mm. but yeah, I remember doing that and then I moved to Surrey and then I kind of went back to race car and yeah, I mean, the rest is history. Still listen to that album, still listen to Enough and We Trust, still listen to Very Fast and they, yeah, like you said, great band. Now we're going to try and figure out what the best song is. Now we're going to kill <laughs> all of their babies. We're going we're gonna to kill all of Ruben's beautiful song children yep. and... One will remain victorious. Um, what we'll do is we'll attach the finished bracket sheet that we put together for this. So you can see our decision-making process and uh, also attach a blank one to Twitter or something so that you can make your own brackets. Oh, and you can tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to have evidence as to why you're wrong. Like, yeah. I, so often on the internet, people have unsubstantiated claims, but nothing to back it up. And now we're, giving, <laughs> we're finally allowing people, if you look at round three, that's where you went wrong. Yeah. Um, so the way this is going to work is we have shuffled the songs from the three full-length albums being Race Cars, Race Car Backwards, Very Fast, Very Dangerous, and enough and we trust we've shuffled those up on a uh random.org list generator it's a dot org so you know it's legit yeah it is legit 
and we have then put them into the brackets. There's no there's no shuffling around here. We're not messing with you. We're just going as it comes. Some are harder than others. We're going to run through the first bracket quite quickly, I'd say. There's some sticking points that we want to talk about, but we're going to get rid of 20 songs in about five minutes, and then from then on, we'll start talking a little bit more in depth about the songs. All right. Um, so obviously, we haven't included b-sides there's the we should have gone to university mega compilation of b-sides and demos and stuff we've just strictly stuck to full canonical releases um good obviously that's not to say there are no good songs that are b-sides but Mm -hmm. otherwise we're talking about like an 80 song collection and I love Ruben. I don't love Ruben that much to sit here and talk about the exact differences between 80 to 90 songs. Yeah. And again, you. if you if you think a B-side or something from the first seven inch should have been included in here, I'm sure there's a space for you to tell us that on the internet. So please do. You ready to get into it? Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm so tentative. So, first pair of songs we're pitting up against each other are Three Hail Marys, from Nothing We Trust and Lights Out from Very Fast, Very Dangerous. I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's it's Lights Out. It's Lights Out. That song bangs. We'll get onto that as to why it bangs (laughs) more later. Next up. Second one is No One Wins the War versus Teenager. Again, a pretty obvious choice there. No one wins the war. Good stuff. Uh, the third one is Oh the Shame and Stuck in My Throat from the same album. Yeah. Difficult because very similar sounds, but but there is only one clear winner there. I would say it's Stuck in My Throat. Correct. Again, we're really rushing through these, but <laughs> don't worry. The big songs are going to get big breakdowns. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about that. Uh, fourth, we had Best Enemies from Very Fast versus Freddy Krueger. Obviously, the only winner there is Freddy Krueger. Why even bother showing up? That's I'd... fine. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Next one was Return of the Jedi versus Good Luck. I remember we had a bit of a conversation about this. It, it's it's tricky because I've got emotional attachments to both, mm-hmm. but I think in the end we did decide it's Return of the Jedi. Correct. I mean, one up because it's got a Star Wars reference in it. That yep. surely like is a kind of no brainer. It's an easy way to my heart. At least. I love how I'm saying correct as well. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's a test. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this isn't. <laughs> we can't quantify any of this. It's entirely opinion based. Um, so next one is Song for Saturday and Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. Yeah. Uh, as much as I hate saying that title, since mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say it again a few times, I reckon it's going to be Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. I think that is the one that gets through, and we'll enjoy you saying that later on. Yeah, I'll have to do that every time. Next was uh, Suffocation of the Soul versus Horror Show. Oh, 
tricky. Tricky again. I believe this was almost a coin flip for us, but it landed down on suffocation. It's, yeah, both great. One a little more great. Mm -hmm. Slightly. Uh, Horror Show is the first one that's going that I feel a bit upset about, but at the same time... I I kind of felt that about good luck, but that's fine. It's fine. You've got to sometimes let the... uh, Let the past die to let the future blossom. To let the Jamie Lendham Shuffle album come through. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Next was Keep It Yourself versus Missing Fingers. Missing Fingers. There you go. That was easy. Um, We had... Lark Hill versus Boy. It's a Blood Bunny Lark, not to be confused with Lark Hill, the other Ruben song that's uh, I just non-existent. Just paraphrase some of these. Some of these. Sure. You know? I, again, there's a lot of wordy titles in Ruben songs. And I really, uh, that's going to prove. We'll probably be contracting them, but those of you that know the back catalogue semi well will be able to work out the shorthand so yeah we've got Lark Hall that is probably the stronger one between that and Boy yeah I just don't like Boy okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, then we had what was next we had Crushed Under the Weight of the Enormous, enormous Expletive let's not let's keep it clean <laughs> so we are shortened that to Crush versus Agony Agatha <laughs> As the only song in Ruben's back catalogue with a uh, uh, go with the flow esque piano in the hooks, it's a no brainer yeah, for me. Agony Agatha wins. Uh, just quickly on Crushed, like I feel, as we'll talk on later, Enough We Trust is 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 a very good record, but I just feel that song uh, Crushed in the Way is just just not not good. Yeah, okay. If there's again, there's moments on any band's album no mm. band is immune from bullshit <sighs> i was trying to keep it clean <laughs> i was gonna say a low note <clears throat> yeah. clunkers and this is uh, yeah i think unfortunately uh, i love i love ruben end to end love this album but yeah it's a it's a it's bona fide skipper. skipper it's a skipper unless you know the only time i wouldn't skip this is if i was listening to it on record i think no still but, a skipper you you pick the needle up and put it down after the approximate end of the song. Yes. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> We're on to the second side of the brackets now. So we have Alpha Signal 3 versus Fall of the Bastille. I want that Bastille to fall. I love it. It's falling. Don't it, worry. It's getting bam, through. It fell. Getting through. Uh, we've got Wrong and Sorry versus We'll Go Hang Up in Ambulance. We know the answer. Yeah. So say it. It's We'll Go Hang Up in Ambulance. Correct. We're all, we're all going home in the ambulance. <laughs> we w- honestly, we will be later on. Yeah. Um, next we have, uh, we have Good Night from Very Fast versus Eating Only Apples. I love apples, the fruit, and I love apples, the song. (laughs) 
Okay, so that one goes through. Um, next, we had... An I'd like to just take a second and say that I think the end of Goodnight is some of the laziest songwriting <laughs> I've ever heard. I love you, Jamie, but the entire last minute of that song is him saying goodnight. We need like some sort of hot take counter. That's my one. Okay, I'm allowing myself one hot take for putting a song down. That's okay. my one. You've already said that you think that boy is just bad. Boy is bad. <laughs> That's not a hot take though. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I would, yeah, I would say that. I would say that Goodnight is one of my least favorites, just because it's so close to being a good song, but it's not. Okay. It's Would you like, say that is the worst Ruben song? No, I don't. I think I don't think that's what we're here to do. We're not here to say no, what the I worst know. song is. That's not what we're here to do. But that's what I'm asking you. No, no comment. Okay. <laughs> Go on. You can take the last couple. Uh, then we've got an act of kindness and cities on fire. I think Cities on Fire is one of the best openers I've heard. I think it is the best opener to any Ruben album. Considering there's only three to choose from, I would rank. I would <laughs> You've rank. Not got a great I've not got a great pool, but that, that is my favourite. So that one it wins. Goes, it goes some places. <laughs> it references Nero. It's yeah, great. It's fine. Uh, then you've got a short history of everything and our song. I think it's a short history of everything. Yeah, I... Not a very short song. Not a very short... <laughs> Interestingly. <laughs> a long history of almost everything. I do like our song, um, but I feel like there are better songs on Race Car that deserve to go through, and I think a short history is arguably the better of the two songs. Now, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I see a song that's called something that's very close to the name of an iconic song, I immediately discount it. Mm. Like this song is called Our Song, which is one letter away from being your song, the smash emotional Elton John song. Now, I know it doesn't sound like that. It's like two minutes long. Yeah. It's it's like a really completely musically the opposite. But when I see it in a track listing, I go, ah, Elton John, what are you doing here? So, so you've disregarded Our Song from arguably the best Ruben album based on your mind thinking of elton john yes okay moving on <laughs> we've got a kick in the mouth versus my wife <laughs> interesting sentence yeah um terribly childish of me to giggle of that but the answer is a kick in the mouth i love the kick in the well, i mean as i've said that was that was my introduction to Ruben. yeah and i can't you can't you I can't, can't not you can't let my wife beat them no uh moving on we've got a couple left and then we'll we'll top up what we've got next up we've got it's all about control versus let's stop hanging out think if we're taking the same sort of stance let's stop hanging out was the first room song i ever heard sure and it is it's going to do pretty well in this uh in this bracket competition i can uh, i can really see the underdog of uh let's stop hanging out going real far in this competition <laughs> um yeah it's 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 a it's a banger certified hit certified hit great music video uh i love that 240p 
Oh man, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about yeah, this later. Yeah, yeah, we'll, like, <laughs> we'll get back to YouTube quality. <laughs> we'll be discussing YouTube quality in some great depth. Don't you later worry on. about it. Um, then we've got moving to Blackwater. What oh, is this terrible place? Uh, versus Dusk. So. I, On that note, Dusk well, wins. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think Dusk is a very good grown-up song. It's a, a good, good ender of an album as well. Yeah, yeah, they're good at. I mean, they're good at closers. They're they good closers. Good. They are. Uh, we have some mothers do have them. Oh, I hated saying that. That's and awful. parties break hearts. Not just because I hate saying it, but because I genuinely think the Parties Break Hearts is a better song, I would say Parties Break Hearts. Um, yes, I would tend to agree with you. However, some others do have them is okay in places. I would tend to agree with you still. Okay. And then finally, the final bracket we've put together is Flamethrower and Nobody Loves You. Very fast again. Yeah, and someone by the end of this, I'm assuming that quite a lot of people will be upset that we are not really the biggest fans of the second album. Um, that's fine. Yeah. This is subjective. Oh, I, th- I think we've already lost people by having cut <laughs> so many. Um, I think arguably Blame Fur is the best song of these two songs. I think so too. Um, Nobody Loves You is still an enjoyable tune. It's uh, yeah. Well, it's just like it's a, it's it's emotional. I like it when Jamie puts his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, and it's like you read the song title and you go, "Nobody loves you." That's like a bad thing, but actually, it's a good thing. It's like nobody loves you like I do. What a twist! But it doesn't win. But it doesn't win. So let's not dwell too much on that. So now that brings us to the first round of cutdowns. We've whittled forty tracks down to twenty. We've got lights out. Nobody wins the war. Stuck in my throat. Freddy Krueger. Return of the Jedi. The Ninja One, Suffocation of the Soul, <laughs> Missing Fingers, Lark Hill, uh, Agony Agatha, Fall of the Bastille, All Going Home in an Ambulance, Eating Only Apples, Cities on Fire, A Short History of Something, uh, Kick in the Mouth, Let's Stop Hanging Out, Dusk, Parties Break Hearts, and Blame Thrower. So if you're running a, a tally chart here, that works out as nine songs from Race Car, five from Very Fast, and six from In Nothing We Trust. So even though, like you've alluded to, it's not our favourite one, I feel like there's still a lot of heavy hitters from Very Fast, Very Dangerous. No, I'm, 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 I'm quite surprised with that, to be honest with you. And even Split. And obviously, uh, statistically, Race Car is Race Car has 100 songs on it. It's yeah. a very long album. So the fact that there's nine, was it? Nine, yeah. Nine, I think, is, is pretty good. So we've actually only got rid of seven from that album. But still... Um, that is a good place. The second bracket now, and however fun knocking out hits was mm. in that round, now this is where it gets tricky. This is where, It's only the second round. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, arguably where... We were quite on. We were quite on side. I think we've got quite a similar view on mm-hmm. what we look for in a Ruben song mm-hmm. and what's good about a Ruben song. But I think this is where there's going to be some 
conflict, and that's okay. That's that's fine. It's a discussion. Yeah, and it's not about music is the real winner here. Ruben is the real winner. Ruben's the real winner, <laughs> but it's again, it's all of this is bittersweet because so many people in the industry, in the scene, everything else like that. Now, Ruben's kind of almost a household name, mm-hmm. but they never had that appreciation no. when they were going. They were very much like. If you haven't seen the What Happens in Older Shot Stays in Older Shot documentary, I guess it is. Rockumentary. Rockumentary, mock your rockumentary on <laughs> YouTube. Definitely check it out yeah. because it's a really kind of bittersweet window into what being in a band was like in mm. the mid 2000s when you weren't at a level of arguable success. Yeah, it's a, it's a great look behind the curtain, especially considering it's during the second album campaign and they're in the tail end of that writing the third record mm. um i would have been interested to see that documentary in between the first and second albums but you know that's obviously not going to happen so let's get into it so first the first bracket of the second round is lights out versus no one wins the war <laughs> already massive both great yeah it is and it's the first one and we've got what quite a lot of these to get through um but i do think that no one wins the war is the better song it's the yeah. first song of race car it's everything you want in a ruben song yeah i think like because for me going seeing the d- doing the typical thing at the time of hearing one song by a band i liked immediately going straight to it was probably LimeWire at the time. Yeah. Downloading the folder that has every song a band's ever done and then classic go, right, I'll, I'll classic move, yeah. you know, just destroying the family computer, <laughs> uh, riddling it with some kind of malicious virus. Uh, but still, like, I would download all of it. So I had, at this time, it was the first two albums because the third one hadn't come out yet. Sure. And going, right, I'll listen to the first track of the first one. Hearing that, mm. like, that drum fill into just an open drop D chord into a dissonance. You're like, I know exactly what this band is. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it, it is still, it's really hard to play. Yeah. Still like it's simple. None of, none of Ruben's guitar stuff is super flashy, but mm-hmm. like that song is absolutely, it's, it's a very specific style of playing. That's like quite clear in that time. And one of the things they, I think Jamie does really well with his guitar uh, playing. I'd just like to state for the record that I don't play guitar. Um, Oscar is much better in musical theory than me. He is that side of the world. I'm obviously speaking from the heart. Yeah, of course. But one of the things I think Jamie does really well in his writing is using dissonance and how that creates tension in songs. Mm. He, use, he uses it in such a way that it can be thrown in verses and not just choruses. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be the the hook of the song. We haven't really talked about the lineup of the band. Uh, Ruben, for anyone who doesn't know them... <laughs> If you don't know at this point in time. Why are they not you listening? But um, they're obviously a three-piece. Yeah. And that is really, really clearly reflected on their recordings. There's not a lot of overdubs. There's not a lot of... What you're hearing is one guitar, one bass, drums. Pretty much the only thing I'd hear that was overdubbed is like vocal harmonies. Yeah. Which they could do live because... Well, they all sang as they, well. They all sang. So live... Well, in terms of the way they wrote, all of the parts had to kind of fill a space mm. and... Like you're saying, I I would absolutely agree. Ruben are one of my favourite bands in terms of their musical use of dissonance because mm-hmm. it really 
it really adds to the song. I think like having this one as the first track of their first album, mm. which is all heavy open chords and dissonances as the main riff mm-hmm. is it's a powerful move considering yeah. how musical they can get on the rest of it. But yeah, I think it, it's clear. It, it's still one of my absolute favorite yeah, absolutely. songs of all time, not just Rubens. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's very good. So we're happy with no one wins the war. Very happy. Okay. No one wins the war goes through as the first and then the second one, the second bracket here is, I mean, we've already already annoyed by this. Um, we have uh, Stuck in My Throat versus Freddy Krueger. Pass. I can't do it. <laughs> we've, I we've, didn't expect this to happen. I, I knew <laughs> this was an option at some point and... Was not expecting this now. Not round two. No. Pass. Um, I love them too much. That is... Honestly, I feel like that's splitting up your children. Like those are two, I can't. Both from race car. Yeah, obviously, but I would say arguably the the biggest hits from race car. Yes, and I, I remember seeing again. Like a lot of this comes down to music videos. I remember seeing the video to stuck in my throat, and I think Jamie's got like one white contact lens in or two. I don't know, and he's wearing a Biffy Clyro t shirt. Yeah. And I remember being 13 and thinking those combination of things was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. I mean, even like the Stuck in Throat has like the great harmonies in it, but so does Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I mean, Freddy Krueger's... Okay. The the sad fact is... One of them has to go. One of them has to go. And I don't want either of them to go. But I think we need to kind of rip this plaster off now Mm. so that it makes the rest of the culling procedure... A little bit easier. A little bit easier. Yeah. One of these two songs is the song that I wrote down as my favorite Ruben song. Same here. Um, and I don't think it's the same one. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think we've, I think we've written, I think both of us are pitching for a different side. So for some context, what we've both done before the podcast started is we both wrote down what our favorite Ruben song is to see if it was, um, in a move we've directly lifted from uh, Take Me Out, we've written down our favorite you know that at the end we can reveal it and if it, if our intentions were true well that's great yeah but um one of them is going now so i think <laughs> so i think it's time to to defend our candidate so this is this is easily the hardest, the hardest bracket and I, I so so for me i look at both of them in the same kind of way because they're that they're both sides of the ruben spectrum for me no, I can't see the brackets. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Okay. They represent both sides of the Ruben spectrum to me. The very, like, I guess, poppy songwriting. Yeah. Combined with rocky guitars. Yeah. I mean, they're a rock band at the end of the day. And they're not, there's there's no other genre for them. Like even... They're not I a metal mean, band. No, they're not. But it's like Stuck in My Throat has that incredible riff that is probably one of the heaviest riffs on in their discography. I'd say so. And it's... It's like three notes. It's three notes and it sounds way more complicated than it is. Yeah. It's just first fret, third fret on a different string, open on the first string. Like, and it's still like if I go to a guitar shop and I want to try a guitar out and I'll like down tune it to drop D. Yeah. Because uh, I never learned how to play guitar like an adult. Um, <laughs> it's still one of the ones that I will try out because it just sounds good every time. And it's and easy. It's easy. I love that. Yeah. Um, 
I think how musical that song is, like the middle eight is wild. Mm-hmm. Like it's a completely different song effectively, mm. which was, you know, and and as we said, they're not a metal band. They're not a super heavy band. So it wasn't no. like they had like a dugadun breakdown, no. which was quite popular at yeah, the time. Yeah. It was very kind of classically musical. Mm. And Jamie Lemon's got a fucking wicked scream on him. Yeah. And how he's managed to, maintain that scream for his yeah. entire career is incredible as well it is interesting warm up, kids when, you, <laughs> that's when you're singing warm up do do the warm-ups yeah. uh drink drink that lemon and ginger tea absolutely and you too probably Good. still won't sound like jamie lemon <laughs> um i think yeah it's it's interesting because you listen to the first solo stuff he did after ruben broke up the muscle memory record mm. and the heavy side of that there's much more of the energy i suppose from stuck in my throat across yeah. that because it is screamed that it's very low riffs and it's really kind of full-on drums yeah but uh, i don't know it's it's i don't want to let it go however i think we're verging into the same answer here i think we're verging into the same answer too because, because all we we've, we've <laughs> that sounded like a, an obituary for stuck in my throat i love it and i will listen to it at full volume once this is over however I think Freddy Krueger is the better song. I also agree. Okay, that's a it's a, <laughs> it's a relief because I went but honestly like leading up to this, I went back and forward on both of them because yeah. I love them both so much. But I think Freddy Krueger is. I think the first time I heard that final pre-chorus, the mm-hmm. "My name is Freddy Krueger." Yeah, so good. It's. I I got a little bit of a goosebump just then talking mm-hmm. about it. Still, it still hits so hard. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost timeless. I think it's one of their. I think, I think it's timeless that it sits so well in in two thousand and two thousand and four, two thousand and fourteen. It's going to sound good in two thousand and twenty four. Sound good in two thousand and forty. Yeah. I think like that. Every part of that is good. The vocal performance is great. Yeah. There's just enough of a little bit of a shout in it to yeah. kind of get you know get you moving. But it is melodic. The harmonies are goddamn beautiful. Um, and the, the craziest thing that it wasn't even the lead single from Race Car. It was actually the third single that came out and is still to this day. Well, obviously, still to this day, it's the highest charting song by Ruben. Came in at number th- uh, fifty-three, I believe it came in. And that like, in itself is a, is, is a crime. Yeah, that it's not higher. It's. It, I mean, that's not even midweeks. So that's the end of the week. Song yeah. like number fifty-three in the charts. It's still. I remember. I remember like. Uh, the Christmas song that they put through that they tried to put in the charts as yeah, well. Yeah, you'll notice that Christmas is Awesome is not on this list. Um, <laughs> Which is a shame because it would win. It, yeah, <laughs> I think that's why it's too easy. It's yeah. too overpowered. It's too good a song. That's a new podcast. Yeah. Best rock Christmas song. <laughs> it's just a simple one. Um, I remember also like in my last night when I was continuing my research for this, I watched a live video of them, like a live set of them playing and they finished on Freddy Krueger and they actually ended up swapping instruments i'm absolutely gutted by that video because yeah. it's the only high quality live video of them playing freddy krueger and they're not even all playing the right things yeah and it's it looks fun it it's looks... impressive in that they can actually they were a band that had that kind of grasp of the, yeah like it's probably i reckon musically one of their simpler songs yeah and it's probably again i mentioned earlier about there being overdubs mm-hmm. i reckon freddy krueger is the only one they've got which has the overdubs of big chords on top of lead lines. Like this is the only, uh, to my knowledge, I could be wrong. Like this is the only one where they've got like a seven string guitar doing like the octave below on the big bits because it's, there's a, it's such a 
anthemic song it deserves to have all the big stuff behind it yeah absolutely and it still sounds good live that well i know exactly which video you're talking about yeah. but it is really a shame that ruben existed in the time before things like audio tree yeah um, could you imagine an audio tree oh like my goodness what i wouldn't give but um yeah it is i would say a triumphant rock anthem yeah i mean uh, at the end of the day in that video uh the bass player john is playing but i just want to see jamie singing that song yeah um so i think we've naturally come to the conclusion there through a lot of debate oh, it, well it's not so much debate i really more than anything wanted this to be like a final round stuck in my throat freddy krueger but if it has to happen now it makes everything easier moving on it makes everything easier <laughs> moving on um okay so I, I i think with that we're gonna have to say goodbye to <sighs> Stuck, Stuck in my, in my throat. throat. I love you. You're great. But Freddy Krueger is better. Which is, again, it's just going to annoy a lot of people. Subjective. I did, subjective, yeah. I did I did a bit of uh, back and forth with some friends about what their favorite Ruben song was. And Stuck in My Throat and No One Wins the War were the two that were basically joint for first. Sure. So you win one, you lose one, I'm afraid. Freddy Krueger goes through. We've done the hard bit. Okay, now. cool. The rest should be easier. Don't worry. We're not <laughs> yeah. gonna. We're not gonna be quite so laborious over the over the rest of it. Um, the the third one is Return of the Jedi versus Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. Both great songs, so <laughs> they're all good songs at this point. Yeah, no, for, it's for me, true. for me, it's uh, Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. I remember listening to that song. I like, I went to see Ruben with Sum Forty One, mm. and I remember hearing that song again. I think it must have been on MTV Two or something like that. But it was the second single from the album. I remember seeing that on TV. I mean, the video's naff. Um, the video is naff, but it's naff in a very endearing way. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Not, it's not bad because, and that was, I think, consistent across Ruben videos, is that it was no, no video was ever low effort. Mm -hmm. It was always a great concept. Like the, it wasn't executed well. It was <laughs> well, no, because they were they were a broke band. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, so they yeah. never. So this video, you know that the idea is great, and, yeah. they, and there's a video I think in the same DVD we we mentioned in which they talk about filming the video mm. and it just seems so such hard work for something where you were competing with bands who had massive budgets mm -hmm. and you know giant lighting rigs and stuff and was they're this filming 2007 2008 yeah it would have been seven or eight i'm not 2007, sure seven i think was when this album came out but, but yeah i i agree they they were never a rich band but i again i remember so i remember listening to this album and I, I just remember getting like so excited like when the like the bass middle eight comes through yeah and then uh, like you're dressed like a victorian at swimming pool i was like what the hell does that even mean yes and like it makes you wait for the entire middle eight for the last line which explains what they're talking about like yeah. that is such a tortured metaphor yeah. <laughs> i love it it's I, so good it's such a cynical song as well and i i get like I mean, even in the music, like Frank Turner is on it, which is hilarious. This is probably the best thing he ever did. In I, his career. I th that's this was honestly. <laughs> I remember discovering Frank Turner through this music video. Yeah, this like this is after Million Dead, I'm assuming. Well, I, I, I never listened to Million Dead myself. I think it is probably after that, and when he was 
going out on his own. And then in the music video as well, you've got the the drummer, drummer from, from Canterbury. Canterbury. Yes. <laughs> don't think don't think I don't know everything no. to do with Canterbury. This, <laughs> this is pulling like all my favorite things together at that period of time. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, we haven't even talked spoken about Return of the Jedi, but for me, like it's it's obviously Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. Yeah, I think me. like at the time as well, it's a very odd song. The the way it's mixed and the way it's produced in verses to choruses, it's doesn't. I don't know any other song that sounds like it. Mm. I don't know any other band who's put a song out and go, this kind of sounds like this other song that Ruben did. Mm-hmm. And again, like the harmonies are great in this song. Yeah, harmonies are great. That that again, that middle eight, as odd as it is, and as much as it doesn't necessarily feel like the natural place the song is going, mm. it's brilliant. Really mm-hmm. nicely put together, and it's got you know, it's got that, it's got that very fun. Um, like talky intro, like keeping the first vocal take. The should I bother the trying to do it properly? Oh, yeah, fucking <laughs> <laughs> like it goes straight into it. Like I really, it it give it's got so much personality as a Ruben track. Like, I think that was a very clear window into where they were at because this was this was nothing we trust, right? Yes. So I think yeah, that as an album was much more experimental, much weirder. I think. Yeah. You know, five six minute songs, no little two minute things, odd electronic use stuff in it lots no. of filtery things and this felt like a experimental track that mm, if it that. had been you can't imagine it on any on any other ruben album no i think it it fits that album very well like it is probably the like the you know quote-unquote banger yeah i agree of that album i i agree and it's got very good rewatch value because oh it's nostalgic the moment you see it you're like oh this is the beginning of the end of yes. that band. Yeah, um, yeah. It was the song that they played last when I saw them uh, with Sum 41, That's, which okay. is uh, an odd ender. I remember them not... I think they may... I really think they may have played Stuck in My Throat on that set or Let's Stop Hanging Out, but I remember it predominantly being them playing like the first five tracks of Enough and We Trust yeah. and then a couple more and then being done. Because they were only opening, so they had like 35 minutes, which is a shame. Yes. It's um, always a shame when you only, you only ever see a band doing a support or like a festival slot well i mean they did and they did open up download main stage which is still on the internet which is a wonderful watch very such a such an interesting and odd watch but it is like the pinnacle of their career i feel at that point as well Um, so, the Return of the Jedi, I, it's, the, interesting enough, the longest Ruben song. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's a very long song. Mm-hmm. And it's got, it's almost like an odyssey to get through. Yes. <laughs> there is there is a lot going on there, but the actual, like, the themes of it lyrically are great. You know, mm-hmm. like, in the end, just like talking about giving up and kind of, that. it's a predominant theme, understandably, yeah, of being absolutely. in a band who are at this point on their third album and haven't gotten much critical acclaim mm. for what is a fantastic body of work mm-hmm. by and large and you know this song kind of going like what if i just uh stop writing songs mm. what if i stop being able to you know make you happy you know it's it's bleak but it's fair i mm. think and it's a really it's a really accurate window into the way that they were feeling and it comes through in the kind of odyssey type yeah. progression of section to section of the song so do we agree that deadly lethal ninja assassin. i think i think just for 
I'm not just purely going to pick short songs that win over big songs because they're both the same album, both the same time of writing, but I can't help but feel, as you say, nostalgic. And I think, again, the natural subjective nature of the way we're going to review this, mm. I'm going to go with nostalgia sometimes. But right, let's do it then. Put I it think, through. I think, yeah. Punch it. Ninja's probably the, uh, Ninja is probably the, uh, probably the one I'd choose of these two. <sighs> Good. They're getting easier now, I feel. Yeah, this, I think, honestly, I feel like a weight's been lifted. <laughs> All right, so we've taken some harder ones. Um, hopefully, they're going to get easier and easier. Probably going to get harder and harder. The next backup we have is Suffocation of the Soul from In Nothing We Trust versus Missing Fingers from Race Car. already ex- I think you can probably tell that I am an in nothing you trust sort of person well yeah not that you can categorize people based on Ruben albums but I have a if you were to do such a thing it'd be so BuzzFeed yeah <laughs> which Ruben album are you there's only three it's gonna be quite a quick quiz <laughs> first um, question which one's your favorite at the end suffocation of the soul which is from in nothing we trust has a nice little piano lines in it lovely it's got the uh the like I can't breathe this atmosphere bit, which oh. um and missing fingers from race car opens with that ridiculously heavy yeah. blast. Yeah, I mean again that's that's right back to the super heavy dissonant side of writing. Yeah. Which so many songs on this record have a little one or two second drum intro. Mm-hmm. And knowing the song already, like because this, one, this one's like, and then you're yeah, there. And like, then you're, you're in right. it. It's so well put together. I'm pretty sure it's under three minutes. Like it's yeah, in, probably most things. Most album. of things albums are. And it does so much in such a, such a short space of time. Um, Missing My Fingers is actually four minutes. So that's, four. again, that's something I was thinking uh, yesterday when I was re-listening to Enough and We Trust. Like, again, with Suffocation, you think it feels like a like a three-minute song. Mm. It could end after three minutes, but it's actually seven minutes long. Yeah. And Missing missing Fingers feels like it's a quick two-minute blaster, but it's actually double that time of four minutes. Well, it's because it, it, it's engaging. There's not yeah. dead weight in it. Yeah, exactly. You and don't I, feel like you're listening to a four-minute song. Yeah, like, well, again, that's another one of the ones that Black Peaks did when their Arctangent and Jamie was fronting them. Yeah. Is they played that one, and that's a song which le- which leans on the... It leads on that rhythm for pretty much the whole song. Yeah. And again, like in that environment, it's it's such an easy one to get excited about. You know, mm. you've got the first minute or two, which, to be honest, hearing them do it could be a Black Peak song. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't seem out of character for the rest of the set, but it was very much part of that same experimental, slightly out there, um, sli- slightly out there way of writing on this record. But it's still got so many elements of older Ruben yeah and things that would go on to be JB Lemon's solo stuff yeah it's yeah it's, it's, it's a bit of a weird bridger one and typically I'm, I've you know I love a good seven or eight minute song can't go wrong with it can't go wrong with it as long as it keeps you there for the whole time exactly and it and it, and it does so and I think this does I just have like I think I have more of a like love for suffocation than I do missing fingers missing fingers is great when it comes on a you know bang my head and have a lovely time yeah but 
again feeling more of an like an emotional attachment to a song specifically with me listening to enough and we trust more at the time yeah um I like. I genuinely feel like those first five songs on Enough and We Trust are probably the like the best, the best like track listing mm. in Ruben's discography. How those songs like work together. Great dynamic, yeah. It, great dynamics. It works. All those songs seem to work perfectly one after another. And I feel like Suffocation of the Soul basically being the middle of that, the high point of those five songs, mm. is it, fantastic. I think it's. I think the metaphors in this song, for me, when listening to it, feel like Jamie is trying to explain how he feels about Ruben at this point in time. Yeah. That's obviously subjective in how I'm interpreting the song, but... I think it's fair, though. I just think this is a better song See, than Missing Fingers. I think that it's a better song as a listen and the the more kind of effect driven element of this and you've got the whole first minute which is it's got pianos in it it's got kind of ambient swelling lead line stuff Mm -hmm. which wasn't really what you knew Ruben for at this point no it's a change it really yeah it's, it's a change but it's a change that's organic I think for me so much of my writing like when I write stuff musically comes back to the stuff that was done on race car mm-hmm. it's all the there's there's so many because it's really drum led mm-hmm. because you know guy is such an incredible drummer you know dropping beats at the start of a bar to come back in like yeah. rather than just coming in on the first thing it's really in my head no one's going to get what exactly <laughs> exact two seconds of that four minute song i was referring to but there's so many nice little fills and nice little dropout moments in missing fingers that it feels like a much younger band that's having a lot more fun with writing and yeah, that's kind sure. of that's uniform across a lot of the um a lot of the writing musically and lyrically on race car mm-hmm. obviously we've already waxed lyrical about freddy krueger which is actually yeah. a whole song about how difficult it is to be in a band but yeah. so much of it's like it's it's a lot more optimistic while still being that super as we said super heavy super dissonant start to it yeah so actually of the two, I would say Missing Fingers is my favourite. Oh. But <laughs> here we but, go. <laughs> but I think that in the interest of in Nothing. the it, that there are enough other songs which fill the spaces that Missing Fingers does. I think. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that every single song that's on Race Car is a unique snowflake that is you know, everyone's completely different. There's lots of things which tread similar ground because it's 16 songs long. Yeah, absolutely. So there's going to be some overlap. And I think if I'm being critical, which I need to be at this point, because we spent 20 goddamn minutes talking about two songs. Yeah, I know, right. Uh, I think that I need to kind of be a little less precious with it and say that Missing Fingers, I love it. It's it great. Go. Really fun. Fantastic one-off release and value. But there's enough other things which will fill in those gaps for me. So I will relinquish. Oh, thank you so much. I'm a very gracious man. This is going to come back and bite me in the ass later on. No, no, no. I think <laughs> it's Suffocation's a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a fun song. I loved hearing it live earlier last year. Um, and I'm very happy for it to go through. But let it be known, I will miss Fingers. <laughs> Awful. I, I, honest to God, didn't mean to do it. Um, I will miss that dearly. So yeah. Suffocation of the Soul then goes through. So that was 
not as painful as we thought it was going to be. The next one we have is a Enough and We Trust double header. Mm. Uh, Lark Hill versus Agony Agatha. Now, tough, tough. Yeah, yeah, tough. I think anytime you pick two songs from the same album, it's tough because you're looking at them through the same lens. Yeah. I remember listening to Blood Bunny, Lark Hill for the first time. I believe it was the first single from Enough and We Trust. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is exactly what Ruben sound like in my mind at this point in time. Yeah. Um, specifically from like looking back to further uh, to previous songs um and i just fell in love with it i thought it was again cynical like the lyrics are great just simply existing is wrapping me up in history very good yeah. um yes that's how i feel about that song here's the thing when i first heard it i hated it yeah i can imagine quite a lot of people not enjoying I that song i absolutely hated it because it was at this time i wasn't into the super heavy music that I listen to now. Yeah. And this was just, I think this song when I first heard it was what I think my mum heard when I was listening to like Linkin Park or yeah. Metallica or something. <laughs> it's what your mum's hated you listening to. Yeah, this felt like that. And it's the first time I think when I was listening to this going like, I'd much rather they were just a bit more melodic. You know, yeah. things like Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin Absolutely, had yeah. hooks. And this obviously has hooks because the chorus is great. But like that intro combined with the visual because the video is wicked for the, this the one the video is, is very disturbing horrific very uncomfortable yeah and it and i think it, in a way that Matt, so much of my experience with ruben is is down to the visual and i think that was it for a lot of people because that's how you discovered bands yeah primarily because i'm pretty sure this was 2007 yeah 07 so spotify wasn't a big thing then. no this is music tv in its element and this yeah. was probably their big Big budget music video. Yeah. I'm by in, the looks of things. 480p. Oh, you could, that's how you knew at that time. <laughs> that that was like having a crane rig yeah. at the time. But it was, yeah, super uncomfortable, matched the song beautifully, and it made you really care about it, I think. Like, but that's only on repeat listens. And I think that's one of the few instances where because I knew I liked the band, I was like, I'm gonna stick with this. Mm. Kind of like how I feel current Tool fans feel about the last Tool record. Like, I love them. I want to like it, but I don't. But I'm going to stick with it until I do. It's like Olives. Until it clicks, you know? yeah. This, for me, was like the Olives of Ruben's discography. And I get both of these are on the tail end of that album as well. Yeah. And like, they both, they're both similar in certain regards, but different in certain, that's terrible. Well, we no, we haven't really spoken about Agony Agatha now. No, I mean, it opens with that, like that bass slide and then the, the pianos just hit straight away. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's way pop. It's it's a pop song. Yeah. And you, it, it has one of the features that I typically absolutely despise in any song, which is addressing the fact you're writing a song yeah. and like how uh. you're doing it. Like saying like first a big bass line and drums. That is the thing. It's that like I, I I I can't stand that. But somehow how tongue in cheek the yeah. lyrics are with the clearly jokey over the top instrumentation, um, and the very kind of like almost circusy riff of what the bass is doing, um, it somehow treads the line right. And I've seen other bands try and be fun, which is what this song is, and it doesn't work. No. Whereas this is legitimately a fun listen with a great vocal performance on the on the choruses and yeah it, it, it brings you into it 
I um, think that tongue-in-cheek attitude and mindset is what takes this song away from me. I think really? it's a good listen and I enjoy it, but I am more likely to skip this song than Lark Hill. And that is that is where my line falls down. See, that's the thing. I'm, I'm again. I think on the other side of it, where I think that it, if if you almost viewed it as it's like these twenty that we've narrowed it down to, I would say is Ruben's greatest hits album. Yeah. And I think you need to have because the tongue-in-cheek, funny, poking fun, comedian-type element mm-hmm. of this band was always so hand-in-hand hand with the way they wrote and still is with the way that Jamie Lemon writes now. Uh, so I think it's really important that they were willing to kind of let their guard down from these very serious songs like Suffocation of the Soul mm-hmm. and Blood Bunny Lark Hill to kind of go... Yeah, that's right, guys. Don't worry. It's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, let's just write a pop song. Let's just write a pop song, but still with a monstrously heavy bass and big, silly drums yeah. and, <laughs> you know, a very bizarre middle eight. Um, so I would I would say, in the interest of fairness when it comes to breaking it down for the next round of things, yeah. I think this one is a better contender. Well, I don't think that either Lark Hill or... Agony Agatha are going to go past the next round. So, and with me, both of those, both of these songs are good, and I enjoy them both for separate reasons. I explain why I think Lark Hill is the better song, mm. but I don't think these two songs are better than any of the other songs that we've explained so far. I, I don't think either one, and it's almost a shame. To is jump it a ahead. coin flip? I, I, I think it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. Okay, everyone, there's a. I've got a coin. Here we go. This is <laughs> the first. I'm so sorry to any diehard Ruben fans who are screaming at their podcast. No, this is good now. because they're both good songs. Yeah, I'm even look the highest value coin I've got in my wallet is 20p, so I'm going to use that. Okay, so, out of respect. Okay, so it, uh, we're both on opposite sides of it. I'm going to call for. Uh, I'm going to call for Agony Agatha. So heads is going to be Agony Agatha. Yeah. And tails is going to be. I call. I'll, I'll go, yeah. I'll call it. For, I'll call it. In, yeah. So I'll call for that one. Well, I'm going to call for the other one. Okay, So fine. it's just what lands okay, on Okay, I'll go for Heads, yeah. So Heads is Agony, Tails is Lark Hill. Yeah. It is. Tails never fails. <sighs> fine. Okay, I Lark can't... Hill. I, I, I can't I will, argue with that. I'll respect the, the sanctity, <laughs> respect the sanctity of the coin. That is how music journalism works. <laughs> okay, next round we've got... We're on to the second half of this now. Uh, we are on to Fall of Bastille and you're going home in an ambulance. At school, the choices I made were rock and roll bands and getting good grades. I thought that it would be, I thought we'd gotten the hard one out of the way. No, I thought it was going to get easier as it went on. I was wrong. It turns out, bonafide hits. Yeah. Oh. I, again, like, I when I was sitting down listening to everything again and trying to figure out what was my favourite song, mm. um, for a very long time, we're all going home in ambulance was my favorite Ruben song, which is something that I can't even imagine no, right now. But at the same time, I think that actually fits in perfectly from what we've just spoken about because yeah. you're going home in an ambulance is precisely, if not more so that tongue in cheek, yeah. fun element of Ruben that is present in Agony Agatha because it is, you know, it's like, a, it's a laddie shouting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a football chant at the yeah. end. And 
Has it got a spoken word thing in it about uh, a guy that came up to him and said that he was Jewish and what the hell's going on? A woman on? came up to him in New York and thought he was tried to have a fight with him because he thought he was Jewish. Yeah, it's just like, why would you put that in a song? It, Who the hell cares? Yeah, I think it's just more about like sort of anger and hatred yeah. to anyone and everyone it's and just anger. getting that aggression out. Yeah, uh, it's fun as hell and... It's a good song. It's a very, it's a very good. Uh, I love Full of the Steel. Yeah, again, another, pan, like, the, it's the longest song on Race Car, which I don't know why I'm sticking to, like, their song no, but lengths, it's, but it's, it's proves interesting that, yeah. to compare. It's yeah. interesting to compare because that was clearly at a time where they were, you know, knocking songs out, getting to the chorus quickly, getting out of it quickly, sticking yeah. some big riffs in the middle of it, and it made a great song. The formula was solid. So Four Bastille is a wicked drum performance and there's such cool dropout bits like after the choruses, just really cool open note. Yeah. Big riffs. But I mean Fall of Bastille is a is a good drum performance. Great drum performance. Dropouts that's fantastic. But if that's your stance on that song, then We're Going Home in an Ambulance is arguably better in all those departments. <sighs> I think you're unfortunately right because You're Going Home in an Ambulance has Insane double kick in it, which I don't think you hear very much in any other room. No, and it's got that mental um, guitar drum playoff that's like two and a half minutes into the song. Yeah, and you've got you've got another three minutes left. Uh, yeah, it, it touches so many bases that this this in in my opinion is one of the most Ruben songs. Yeah, it in their discography, it, it's all over the place and it's fantastic. And it's got sing along choruses. It's got cynical wordplay. Yeah, it's got. Cool riffs. Cool riffs. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Cool riffs. So, unfortunately, I believe we're coming to a, a decision here where we're all going home and an ambulance wins. I think so. I think there's more to it. Good. But Fall of Our Steel is still wicked. Next. Next. Eating only apples and cities on fire. Again, it's just a classic race car versus enough and we trust. Sorry, very fast, very dangerous. Um, Eating Only Apples was obviously originally a B-side from the band's first ever single back in 2002. Mm. Um, obviously. Obviously. Everyone if, knows If you that. know your uh, Ruben facts here. But I would say this song is still very good. and it. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. Settled. No, I, I agree. So you've got Eating Only Apples is like a third of the way into... It's about halfway. About halfway. It's a good halfway point because it kind of... It's a bit schmoozy as a song. Like it kind of comes in with just bass, drums and voice mm -hmm. in a kind of... It's quite smooth in a way that the other ones are a bit more jagged, a bit yeah. more riffy. Like you've said before, it sounds like an Incubus song at the beginning. Yeah. And that's wicked <laughs> yeah not something i thought i'd be saying on no a, a but you're podcast, absolutely right like it does it's a cool kind of like as far as a ruben song goes it's almost sexy at the start yeah yeah almost 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 but and it again it does that thing of having a place that you think it's going to go and it does that like chorus the choruses are great yeah but then it's still got a big super dissonant section at the end yeah it's almost like they kind of go, ah, I kind of bored it. Well, this, this is a good. Now. This is why I enjoy some of this early stuff so much that it just comes back to that riff, like mm. that main guitar. Obviously, that's 
the main element of how they've written their songs, as mm. Jamie's gone on and said in in interviews past and present. But it comes back to what you know and what you're familiar about. And that is what I enjoy about this song. Whereas Cities on Fire is a completely different song. It's the start of Enough and We Trust. I've already said that I feel that those first five songs are perfect yep. in the way they are. This is the complete other end of what Ruben can write about. It's a slow building opener. Yeah. That is perfect in that album. Perfect in that album, and it really sets the tone for the rest of the record because it opens in a way that isn't no one wins the war opens race car that's a smack bam Mm. here it is the album and then kick in the mouth is the opener to the second album it's another bam here it is this is a very different take on the start of an album it's actually going to ease into it because they know they've got lots of other weirder ideas they've got time so it's a bit slower it's a bit more mature you know drop out for the first chorus drop back in like build up to a big section Mm. and that transitions so well mm-hmm. into you're going home in an ambulance because yeah. it's got that kind of up really and down up and it's got the the outro that feeds perfectly into it and i love an album that's gapless i love an album that starts out gapless yeah because it basically turns it into one big song and it's you know two sides of the coin it's this yeah. big slow anthemic almost welcome to this record into mm. okay let's have some fun I think that it works better in that context than it does in isolation. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like you were getting to a, a point that I was gonna say, and you've probably articulated it better than me. Um, so we'll just go with the obvious yeah. and say that "Cities on Fire" is a fantastic song, as all of the songs I've got through this second round. No, no judging here. In fact, actually, a lot of judging. It's the, it's the only reason we're here. The only reason we're here, um, but. Against the two songs I would fall down on the Eating Only Apples is a better song in isolation. It's obviously not the only metric, but I wouldn't listen to... I wouldn't listen to Cities on Fire on its own. No, I'd listen to it in context of the album. I'm going to listen to the record. I'm looking forward to the beginning song. Whereas Eating Only Apples, I could stick into a playlist somewhere. Yeah. I'm always up for that. Yeah. And that should ultimately be the mark of what the best song is. I'm always up to listen to it. Absolutely. I don't need a specific context to hear it. Good stuff. So that one's gone through. Okay. A short history of everything against a kick in the mouth. <sighs> it's, it... Here's the thing about a short history <laughs> of everything. It's not very short. No. <laughs> uh, Here's the thing about a kick in the mouth. That's kind of what it is. It's a kick in the mouth. Oh, it's so... Again, I know that there's a real strong element of nostalgia dialed into this one for me because it's the one that I discovered Ruben on. And it would be the one that I would show to people if I was trying to get them into it. Yeah, I would agree that this is a very good album opener, just as we were saying with Cities. It's got the guitar, vocal, melody play along. Oh, I love that. Which everyone loves to hear and see. It's fun. And like... Uh, we use the word fun quite a lot but like this is quite Ruben is fun Ruben is a fun band they're a serious band where they need to be but they're a fun band and things like this which is I don't know if there's some deeper meaning I'm missing Mm. the song doesn't really mean anything no it doesn't it's just well obviously it means something but like the chorus is just like yeah yeah it's just a kick in the mouth yeah 
It's that, that's just a fun thing to repeat. That's well, it's fine. Choruses are supposed to be rememberable and repeatable. And, and, and it's it does very that. good. Yeah. You know, kind of like not having any melody to it, just like almost it just being spoken. Yeah. Um, bass tone's fantastic. And it's got a really good energy to it. And having that same... Like having, you know, a dancey, jokey It's what you want from a single. Melody. I, think yeah. it, I think if we're taking the context of like a song that you chuck in a playlist, I think that one is a better song to do that for. I still think A Short History is a great song. It does everything that Ruben has been known for mm. in terms of like having a centralised riff that comes back to it, goes through emotions, it goes through weird and wonderful points to get to it. Very powerful uh, performance on this. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we haven't really touched on is actually the performance because objectively a lot of the sound sets across these records aren't super high polished. They're not loads of post-processing. It, it, it always feels very real. But the thing that's strongest throughout all of it is the performance from everyone, drums, bass, guitar and vocals, is mm -hmm. that all of them are very honest performances and there's no way you can make it sound bad. That's why stuff like this, which is clearly still just three, pe three people, three instruments still sounds so big is because the performances are so good and that's really clear on short history of everything even though there's a lot more going on yeah and there's a lot more passable songs yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so are we uh, I, I feel like we're in conclusion that a kick in the mouth a kick in the mouth is the better song i think so i think it's i don't necessarily think it's a better it's, it's so hard I, I don't think it's a better song in like it's not a more or less musical song no but we're in the position of fighting it against the other song that's there I think A Kick in the Mouth has a stronger chance of beating other songs when it gets to the end interesting that's what I think whoa hot take that's right hot take here it number is number two sound the alarm <laughs> uh, <laughs> alright well we have two more brackets now and then this section is going to come to a close I feel like we've discussed a lot of these songs in a good length now yeah which is going to help us moving forward yeah we're not going to really overdo it because we've spoken it. a lot about these songs uh yeah. now uh, for me this is an obvious one uh let's stop hanging out versus dust and for me the the only thing moving forward is let's stop hanging out Let's Stop Hanging Out is wicked. Yeah. There's not a but there. It is just, no, that, it, that, that's, that's just a fact. When I listen to Ruben, it is the first one that I put on yeah. all the time. And it's one of the only songs by Ruben that when I think about it in my head, I think of the last five seconds mm -hmm. and that's enough. Bam, 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 bam. That's a bit in, of dissonance in there. That, well, that is, like, the last five time. seconds, which is literally just drums and two voices. And it's yeah. so cool yeah just having that let's stop hanging out yeah. and the screen bit over the top of yeah. it and drums that's so and i remember i was in a band at the time when i was about you know 15 16 let's do that and we were trying desperately <laughs> i couldn't scream i no. was a singer i couldn't scream couldn't really sing either or play guitar no one in the band was very good but we heard that and went we have to write something that is as simple as that that's the that beauty of it. It's as hard as that. There's nothing in that song which is super complicated. It's just that easy rhythms. That's that. That is a song that is based around one rhythm, which is so easily repeatable mm -hmm. and so catchy that you can build a whole song off it. And yeah, it it absolutely yeah. hits. I agree with all that. It also 
at the end of the song where it pulls away the the curtain a little bit and you can hear like the crowd coming in i mean then it also just goes into more bangers like it fits perfectly in the album mm. it is like i said before the first song that i heard by them i just i have a very strong feeling about this song i mm. think i think it's one of their best songs yeah the stars have gone out from So you're, gonna have, so you're going to have to talk about Dusk and tell me why it's going to go through. Because <laughs> for me, I, for I me it isn't. I don't honestly believe that it is going to go through against against Let's Stop Hanging Out. However, Dusk is still one of my favourite Ruben songs because it's on this album that was very punchy, quick, to the point, bam, riff, fun, here we go. Mm. This was a very serious, grown-up sounding song. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know how old they were when they recorded this, but this sounds... It's the album ender, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it's the last track, and it's really, it's really good closer. Um, you know, really powerful and like a nice whispery bit at the end and a nice kind of piano that even if you weren't looking at the track list, you would know that that's the last song because it would feel weird to stick another one afterwards. Mm. And I love the way it's written. I love how it's still it still factors in the heavier dun 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 da dun 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 da into the middle of it's it. Another good riff. It's just... So many riffs on toast. Goddamn yeah. riffs on toast. Riff central. Riff flambe. One ticket, please. Uh, you must be this tall to ride the riff. <laughs> and it does that with still being an emotional, very mature sounding song. Yeah. You know, like the stars have gone out behind your eyes. The pain is real. The hurt is that size. Like that is a very good emo lyric mm-hmm. that is in the middle of an album which talks about well the other song is let's stop hanging out let's stop well, having yeah, but fun are, are you a bit riffed out by the end of this by the end by the end of this album when dusk comes on yeah it's a nice break it's a nice finish that's that's why that's why i like it and that's one of my it's one of my favorites is yeah that it's quite a nice okay cool because I, I i listened to the whole album end to end yesterday and despite the fact that it's 16 songs it's mm-hmm. not super long in space, in space no, of time yeah so by the time you get to the end you're not exhausted it's not like listening to a you know, Meshuggah album, which is eight songs <laughs> long. It takes two and a half hours. But I like this a lot, but I don't think that when it comes down to it, knowing that we've got Freddy Krueger, which tack- tackles that more yeah. emotional side of it for me or yeah. anyone, really, I don't think it's going to beat out that. No. I think I'd... Let's Stop Hanging Out has a better chance of winning and getting through to the final round. Good, because I didn't want to bring out the coin. No, I don't. The, the coin's done its job. I okay, think we, we've, I, we shouldn't. Have, have to, do, that to again. do the coin again, but I anticipate we might. Yeah. So yeah. let's stop hanging out. Goes through. Yes. You've valiantly defended Dusk, but I unfortunately, love it. it's great. But I, you know, I want to back the right horse here. <laughs> All right. So the final bracket in this one, we have parties break hearts and blame for to me it could be either one i think yeah this is a bit of a toss-up yeah blame for a blame thrower okay blame thrower it's no disrespect it's a dumb song (laughs) it's got a lot of things that i don't like about songs but for some reason i keep coming back and listening to it yeah it's like your ugly child it's kind of like ah you're not you tried something you've put yourself out there and it it might have worked but it's i 
But when you my, play my, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna nod my head and say, "Well done." Yeah, because that's the thing. Like in my head, when I heard "Flamethrower," I'm like, "I don't care about that song." And then I actually listen back to it and go, "Ah, no, I quite like it." Then it gets to the chorus and go, "Ah, no, that's why I don't like it." It's like it's like soft rap metal. Mm. It's weird, um, and it's a very laddie riff. The like that is pretty much like through the whole song. It's almost like the song is taunting you. Which is on purpose. Yeah, it was the... I think it was the first single as well. From, was it? Yeah, from Very oh Fast. Oh, God. Which... Uh, That's a surprise If to my fact-checking is correct, that is an odd way to open up an album. Yeah, and it's very much one of the tactics that people use now is that they kind of almost put one of the weaker singles forward first and then... Yeah. Or like a weirder thing. And then they're like, go, okay, you've gotten through that. Here's what you know. Also considering that this album came in at number four... Very Fast, Very Dangerous came in at number four in the midweek chart. Mm. And it actually ended up at 87 at the end of the week, which is one higher than Race Car, which is the highest charting position of any Ruben albums. Yeah. I mean, it's small base, obviously. But sure. to open up with this is bizarre. It's a... Again, I, I, I repeat myself. It is a dumb song. I shouldn't like it, but I do. And I don't know what it is about it. It's, it's got a kind of odd charm. Mm. You know, that weird like... You know, you're trying to talk to somebody, and the, blah, 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 yeah. like the weird, like <laughs> the spoken talky, word bit, the spoken, the spoken word verse in the middle that doesn't really sound like the rest of the song is there. Like that's quite a common feature: is just sections that are kind of plonked into the middle of songs, which yeah. somehow work. And then on the other side, you've got Parties, which is back to the two minute 30 formula of race car. It's got a nice riff. It's got some nice vocals. It's the pretty much exactly the opposite yeah, of Blame For Her. It's, I mean, it's still kind of dumb. Like the main riff <laughs> is still almost like it's taunting you, just not quite as... Aggressively. Not, it's, it's a mild taunting rather yeah. than an aggressive taunting. And I think either one of these, like this is quite a good pair up because they're both inhabit the same kind of musical space. But also quite opposite. But also quite opposite because Parties Break Hearts has got what I would say is a, just a pop banger chorus. Mm -hmm. um, the word on everyone's lips is oxygen. Doesn't really mean anything. Like, sure. But it's great. It's good, good re-sing value. Mm. Um, of the two, I would fall on parties. I would fall on parties too because I like I I do like Blamethrower and I still can't fully work out why. But I think parties is a better. It, it fills the space better. I think. Name it. Parties. Parties. You're going through. Okay, so that brings us to the end of round two. Thank you for sticking with it. Uh, well, no, that was quite self indulgent. I think maybe, yeah. but at the same time, it's important to get the truth out there now we've done the hard work it should be easy we've said that before <laughs> yeah remember about an hour ago when we said that it would be easy all right so round three we're currently sitting um i will let you know which songs have got through all the way so far just as a quick recap we've got no one wins the war freddy krueger deadly lethal ninja assassin suffocation as we're calling it lark hill we'll go home in an ambulance only eating apples kick in the mouth let's stop hanging out and parties break hearts so that works out as five race car tracks one very fast which we didn't think was any get this far but fair play to it it's a winner the draw uh, the draw's done well for it and four in nothing we trust I'll tell you what we've got here is a fantastic 
set. A very good set, yeah. If they were only to come back and play. If you come back, Ruben, just play this set. <laughs> okay, so the first... The, uh, straight out of the bat, it's quite a difficult one. You said it's been quite easy, but it's No Man's War versus Freddy Krueger. Ah, okay, yeah, I was wrong. Um, yet again. Again, we've spoken about these songs enough that I think at this point in time it just comes down to pure enjoyment of songs. And for me, that is still Freddy Krueger. It's still Freddy Krueger. No Wins the War rips. It's huge, it's great, goes so many places, but Freddy Krueger makes me feel stuff. It does. No One Wins the War makes me feel stuff, but not stuff, you know? <laughs> you know? You know? Why that, don't you write for Kerrang? Uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's... And it's, it's race car versus race car at this point as well, which still helps, doesn't help. I don't know. For me, it's still Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's still Freddy Krueger. And it's like, I, um, I remember walking past a tent when I was at Glastonbury one year, I thought I heard a like a voice I recognised. Turns out it was Frank Turner doing a talk about his career. I didn't realise... Wow, boring. It was boring, but I came in at quite a good point because he was saying that he kind of got his start by being Ruben's guitar tech, mm -hmm. which I didn't realise the link was there, but obviously that's why he was in that Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin video. Yeah. And happened to walk past as he's like, yeah, like Ruben were a really good band for me because they really... Um, they, and you go, does anyone know Ruben? And about three people limply went, ooh, in the background. So that was quite sad. Yeah, that sucks. But again, Glastonbury, not really the right festival for it. No. And he's like, yeah, they wrote a really great song about the difficulty of being in a rock band. Uh, and I'm going to play it now. And like, so that was quite surreal hearing Frank Turner doing a Ruben song. Yeah. In his traditional... Awful mannerisms. It wasn't the best. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that the only time I've ever heard Freddy Krueger live was being done by Frank Turner. But... <laughs> Frank the Tank Turner. At the same time, at the same time, it was actually nice to kind of focus on the lyrics in a non that song because lyrically, great song. Yeah, musically, absolutely. great song. So it goes through. It goes through. All right. <laughs> in review, we, we, we had already decided it. I'm just backing up a bit. Yeah, more. no, no, fair enough. Um, okay, Freddie Krueger goes through. Uh, so next up is a Enough and We Trust battle, gladiator style, uh, suffocation of the soul versus deadly lethal ninja assassin. They actually come right slap back next to each other in the album. Um, I've spoken about how, in length, how I enjoy these five songs in mm. that part of the album. And Suffocation of the Soul is a fantastic song. Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin is a fantastic soul. And I am a little bit stuck. I feel you. But you're going to come in and tell me the answer. I feel you. No, but it's not unfair. But I do think that actually... Ninja's a better choice. Oh, I was going to say the other one. No. <laughs> the coin's coming out. All right. Let me let me pitch to you why. Okay. I mean, I know why, because it's a great song. Well, it's got yeah, fantastic it's, harmonies. It's 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 everything you want in, in the great. single. They're both great songs. And they're both great songs, but I think that Ninja is an easier one to win with because it's more of a song and less of a journey. True. I feel like if you're showing people Ruben and they want to know a song from Enough and We Trust, you give them this song. Yes, that's exactly what I would think, yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I love Suffocation so much. It just... <laughs> I Do you see where I'm coming from? I do see I, where you're coming from. I don't think it could win. 
But again, that shouldn't be the that shouldn't be the only thing. Oh. I, I think it's just it's a vibe of a song. Yeah, this is this is actually um, for me. This is harder than when we were battling "Stuck in My Throat" versus Freddy Krueger. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually like I connect with this album way more than I do Race Car. Um, like I said way back at the start, I came into Ruben in in Nothing We Trust, and I went back. So I've got a lot more attachment to these songs sure. than race car um suffocation is just such a good song it's a great song and i think that the common elements across albums aren't as present on this song which is a good thing mm-hmm. and i think that's the reason i'm but it's a good thing but i think that's why i'm pushing for ninja because it is the kind of thing that doesn't sound like it would fit on any of the, any of the other albums but there's more within that song like the you could mid- say exactly the same about suffocation though that doesn't feel like it would fit on any other Ruben song that is very much in nothing we trust no 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 I get it. I get it but like I'm hit, like the middle eight of Ninja the Victorian yeah yeah there, is kind of like the middle eight to stuck in my throat of kitten as a cat you know whereas Dan this will end you in the like what 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 where yeah, is where are, you, where are you going with this what where did you get that from it yeah fe- it feels like it it it's placed in the song kind of like that but uh I don't know. I mean, oh, that said, I love a two-note riff. Yeah, exactly. I you love have said a two-note riff. I'm suffocation just... has that at the end. It has the build-up. It has. I'm. I'm. I love. De- I love. I love Deadly Needful, but I'm going to stick with Suffocation. I think the payoff is better at the end of Suffocation, but I'm still going to go with Ninja. So no. I think... <laughs> is the coin coming out? I feel like we can't. Okay, let's not coin this time. No. Let's rock paper scissors. Okay, that's a different one. Okay, so we're going to do one, two, three, go. Yes, that's exactly it. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three, go. No! Okay, Ninja it is. That was uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. a scissors, color papered. Fuck. It's the way, it's the way it goes. How can you, ju- how can you validate like saying that that when you were telling me that the payoff. The payoff for- is great, but I think as a, I think as a song, as a competitive product, Ninja is an easier win. I'm just going to have to move on with my life. Look, I had to lose... Yes, Something. that's true. You did have to. Okay. We'll just... I lost Agony Agatha. Look, I love Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. Yeah, you've always loved it, right? It's always I... been your favorite. <laughs> you've been saying that since day one. <laughs> All right. We'll move swiftly on um, to We're Going Home in an Ambulance from In Nothing We Trust versus Eating Only Apples from Race Car. I think it's ambulance. I don't want to. No, I think it's ambulance too. Yeah, I think it's ambulance. I think, I think that's go with go with the gut because apples are still very fun. I was trying to go with my gut with suffocation of the Look, soul, but don't dwell. <laughs> Fine, ambulance. Move on. Okay. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is. It. It's just. Just let it. Just leave it. Just let it's it. Banger of a song. Leave it. That's that's where it is. It's ambulance the quick, is, It's the quickest one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. Let's bring this energy to the next one. Back. Uh, kick in the mouth and let's stop hanging out. Let's let's stop hanging out. It's let's stop hanging out. Be- <laughs> Mainly because it's the, it's the best one of those two. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. I don't want it to feel like we're we're, we're not in this anymore. I think it's just this it, is this is the energy we should have had. This is the energy we should have had the last out. Okay. Yeah. It's let's stop hanging out. Um, and then in the final one, it is. Lark Hill versus Pipe Break Hearts. I think it's parties. Oh. 
I don't think it is. Oh no! I think it's. I think it's. I Lark can't Hill. believe we've gotten so far, agreeing so much. Lark Hill. Like I don't think when people listen to this, they will have put Lark Hill going this far. But it fucking well, rules. Uh, well, no, hang on. You've just contradicted yourself because I agree that most people wouldn't have done it. But mm-hmm. I think parties. Well, again, I don't think I necessarily maybe would have put parties think, this. Yeah, far. exactly. So maybe this is the black sheep of the whole. This. This is the. Uh, these two have had very lucky pairings so far yes they've had a bit of a tricky uh, battle to get here but they have they not, earned their place they have earned their place but they've not been the hardest ones that they could have fought against okay let's say both of these songs if they were against any of the other songs in a previous round they wouldn't be here oh Larka was not beating stuck in my throat no it's not and you know uh parties isn't beating for the bastille necessarily so yeah i think that hmm okay I, and also the the other issue is that we now get to the point where we're going to have five rather than four. Moving on from this. Hmm. We'll deal with that when we get to it. Just, let's just work out which one of these ones is right first and then we'll sort that out. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, yeah. don't mind. That's how I feel about this one. I felt more, affect- I, I felt more annoyed that suffocation uh, didn't go through than any of these not going through. Okay. Well, to be honest, I'd say parties is better of the two. We will go with that then. Okay. Parties. Parties it is. <laughs> so we've been figuring out where we're at now with the bracket. And I can let you know that um, Freddy Krueger, Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin, going home in ambulance, let's stop hanging out and parties go through, which what currently... a great collection of songs. What a great 25-minute set. <laughs> yeah, the set's getting shorter, but the yeah. songs are getting better. So we that leaves us with three from Race Car and two from Enough and We Trust, which means Very Fast, Very Dangerous has none left. Congratulations. Welcome welcome to the party. Thanks for coming. But Kick in the Mouth made it very far because it's a very good song. It did do well, but we are now obviously in the position of trying to figure out how to work out the bracket. Luckily, through us being awesome at this, we have figured it out. So what we're going to have to do is add an extra bracket in to allow for the fact that it's five, which is an uneven number for those of you who know how maths works. So what needs to happen is one pair of these songs need to go against each other before we get into the next round. It's like a prelim. Mm -hmm. And I think it's clear that given the lack of enthusiasm (laughs) for the last victor... To say the least. It would be the last one that got chosen, which is... Parties. Parties, Break Hearts, would go against the first one on the list which in this case is Freddy Krueger, and it's not even really a contest. No, it's not. Uh, Freddy Krueger is far superior. Freddy Krueger will beat parties. So now parties has been relegated. It did very well to get as well as it did. Goodbye. Goodbye, parties. So now, what are we left with? In the semi-finals, we have Freddy Krueger versus Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. Oh. Good God. semi-final. Great Good contenders. semi-final. And on the other side, we've got We're All Going Home in an Ambulance against Let's Stop Hanging Out. Another great semi-final. This has turned out pretty well, I think. Yeah, these three of these, I would say, are the top three of Ruben's back catalogue. I Yeah, I mean, the only one I'm still sore about losing is Stuck in My Throat, but if it had to go down to Freddy Krueger in the first round, I'm okay with it. There's been casualties to get here, and unfortunately, that's how... That's how the game this works. How it, this, no one wins. No, <laughs> nobody wins. Least of all us. Um, so we, we'll take the first one, which is Freddy Krueger versus Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. Which I think is quite a fair pair up. Yes. 
Um, it's the more commercial sounding track from both albums. Mm-hmm. And whilst the word kind of becomes redundant, but of the two of them, Lethal Ninja Assassin is weirder. Yeah. They've both still got... They've still got elements that you enjoy about them. They've still got fantastic pop harmonies, yeah. pop sensibilities. They've got... They're just very good songs. Great I've songs. kind of run out of things to say about both of these songs. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been a bit too... No, no, I've not been easy on Freddy Krueger because not everyone is going to like it. But at the same time, of the uh, okay, something you said earlier about the idea that it's it's kind of a timeless song mm-hmm. when referring to Freddy Krueger. I think Lethal Assassin is less of a timeless song, but I can't quite place why. Mm. But again, it's all still very organic. And okay, let's keep it simple. Can I kick Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin out because it has Frank Turner in it? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be a reason it doesn't you go through? You can't discriminate just because Frank Turner's in it. <laughs> However, that does make it worse. <laughs> For my money... Um, Which one has a better chorus? Freddy Krueger. Yes. For my money, Freddy Krueger beats Deadly Lethal Ninja Assassin. Only by the narrowest of margins, I think it is a better written song. The end. The end, yeah. I was, I trying, think- to th- I was trying to think about what else I enjoy. I just... Being, being as critical as I can, it's a better chorus. Mm-hmm. There are better vocal harmonies. It's more memorable. It is more memorable. It's a lot simpler, yep. which isn't always best, but in this case it is. <laughs> okay, so Freddy Krueger, I think, is the winner of that one. Freddy Krueger goes through to the final. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so glad. I was really worried that it Sweat. wasn't going to happen. Sweat is coming Sweat off me. Sweating bullets. In the second half of the semi final, we've got We're All Going Home in an Ambulance against Let's Stop Hanging Out. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, it sucks. Let's Stop Hanging Out is my preferred of the two. Um, I think we're all going home in ambulance has again everything that I enjoy about Ruben songs it's got fucking riffs all over the place it's got, all, it's got everything it's expansive it's interesting it's chromatic riffs yeah Pro- lots of like yeah. I love that it's progressive for this band um, but Let's Stop Hanging Out for the reasons that you described beforehand is a better song yeah it kicks it's pretty timeless again yeah and I think if we're going to use the same criteria Let's Stop Hanging Out has a better chorus. Yes, and it it's the one that gets on the playlist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the one I put on and go, hell yeah. Yeah. We're All Going Home in Ambulance works very well in the setting of In Nothing We Trust, where Let's Stop Hanging Out, I could quite, like I said before, it's the first song I listened to when I listened to Ruben. And you can, you can never have heard Ruben before and not need context to enjoy it. No. I think if you put Let's Stop Hanging Out on at a party where people wouldn't necessarily know it, mm-hmm. it would still go down well. If you put on We're All Going Home in an Ambulance at a party, you'd, you'd, ha- it- you'd have to fight for it, I think, while you do You'd have to explain it. Oh, this is really good. The rest of the album's good too. I no, feel like it would get ha- skipped. You, you would have to... Yeah, and then you wouldn't be allowed to put music on for the rest yeah, of the party. Yeah, so you've really, you've really fucked it. If you're yeah, don't... Person. For anyone out there contemplating whether or not to put it on a party, it's a good song, but don't put it on. Listen to it in isolation. So Let's Stop Hanging Out goes through. That means... Our final pairing is something for the race car fans. Freddy Krueger versus Let's Stop Hanging Out. I'm thrilled because race car is my favorite. But, you know, a lot of good soldiers died to get here. (laughs) We've reached the final. Yes. It's, uh, thanks for sticking with it. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that there's quite a lot going on here. Before we get into discussing, you know, this final pair up, Mm. 
it's worth noting a couple of um you know, fallen brethren mm-hmm. along the line. There's been some good ones fallen along the way. Um, I, I'm still annoyed about suffocation. I'm still annoyed about Agni Agatha. Great. I, I, I hate that we had to get rid of Stuck in My Throat so early on. Yeah. Because that was when I wrote down earlier what my favorite one was. That was my first choice. But then I thought mm-hmm. about it and chose another one. Yeah. I mean, Return of the Jedi fell quite early as well. Yeah. Which was a good one. It's a shame there's not any like emotional bangers in there. Dusk is great. Good luck is great. But at the same time, I can enjoy those on my own time. There you go. They're not going anywhere. So I think, you know, with pouring one out for the, the Fallen Ones, let's... Yeah, let's. I mean, we've spoken about the these two songs, Freddy Krueger and Let's Stop Hanging Out, quite a lot. They are both bangers in their own right. Both very good. Good choruses. Yep. Let's good. Stop Hanging Out has got everything I enjoy in a song. So many riffs. Um, it Great end. Again, honestly, it's the sort of thing that I was listening to Back in the early days, it's the one that I keep going back to. Mm. I can't not listen to it when I'm listening to um, Ruben, but I think we know which song wins. Yeah, and I think we knew quite early on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take this moment <laughs> to get the phone out and uh, show what my what my written down No, yeah, I can, I can show you my one as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, three, two, one. <laughs> That's exactly the same. <laughs> and it was always the case. Yeah. And I think if anyone has a really strong case to make against why this is wrong, I would genuinely like to hear it. Yeah, because so would I. I'm not you know, I, I'm not by any means again, as we said, this is completely subjective, but the fact that we both went to Freddy Krueger yeah. as Ruben's best song. From the moment it it was but from the moment I was listening to all the songs anyway. I just I kept it's 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 difficult when you're trying to do this objectively when you just sit and listen and put on Spotify and then the first thing you put on is Freddy Krueger. You're like, I've listened to this quite a lot now. Don't get to, tired of it. I need to move on and listen to the other ones. I've been listening to this song for the last like 15 years <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not tired of it. So I um, spoke to Jamie Lennon Ooh. recently and I asked him what his favourite Ruben song was. So maybe we should hear from the man. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Hi, I'm Jamie Lemon, and my favourite Ruben song is A Short History of Nearly Everything, which is the last track on In Nothing We Trust. Um, and it just, uh, it does all the things that I want a song to do. It's long and it's complex and it has themes and it sort of starts in one place with the do 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 and then it goes into a million different places and then finally comes comes right back to the do 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 and it took me ages to write it and I tried really hard and I knew that I had to come back to the beginning somehow. And the reason it's so long is because I couldn't work out how to get back to the beginning. So I kept going to loads of different places. And I like the lyrics about being small and tiny and not mattering, which, um, as you might have heard, is a bit of a theme in my stuff. And it's rocking and it's a bit clever, maybe a bit smug. But yeah, it's my favourite. I'm not sure it's many people's favourite Ruben song, but I know it is the favourite of my friend Chris Coulter, producer Chris Coulter, who makes great records and I've worked with lots of times and he was the guitarist in my heavy mellow band. So that's so he's good people, so that's a vote for um, 
A Short History of Nearly Everything on Nothing We Trust, which you can hear if you purchase a copy of In Nothing We Trust on vinyl or digital from Big Scary Monsters, which you should do. Okay, bye. Not the same answer as us. I, no. I, I would have been surprised if it was. Yes, so would I. Because I get the, you know, obviously he's a very arty guy mm-hmm. with a lot of a lot of projects and work following the demise of Ruben. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that I think it does touch all the kind of corners of what he as a songwriter wants to do. It makes sense that he picked that song. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised by it. And it's still a very good song. If he'd picked something really odd, like Good Night, I'd yeah. be very surprised. Or Dusk. Or Well, hang on, let's not. Let's not, not be mean. Right? <laughs> he, um, yeah, he picked something that I think quite a lot of people would have maybe guessed. I feel like a lot of people would have guessed that it's obviously the last song of the last album by Ruben. It kind of, but then again, it kind of does a lot of things that other songs do. Like it, it is centralized around a riff and it comes back to it. And it's interesting to hear that it, for someone who is such a good songwriter, it took, it took him quite a long time to figure out how to return to that riff in that song. Um, he is correct that you still can buy that record on bsmrocks.com. Um, you should. Mm. And with that, that kind of leads us to ending this first episode of Brackets. I've had a really nice time. I have too. Um, it has been fun, challenging and stressful at times. I only think the, without giving too much away, the other bands that we've picked for this year are also going to stress us out a little bit more. Yeah, this was this was the one that... I knew the best. I've been a big Ruben fan for a long time, so I knew the material the best. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that would make it easier. I was very wrong. Very wrong. So looking forward to continuing to be very wrong. As we said <laughs> as we said earlier, we'll be putting up the finished bracket that we created online so you can see how we came to our decisions and uh, also attach a link to a blank one so that you can work out your own bracket. So you can have a go on your, on your own there. Do it yourself. And tune in next time for more brackets. I've had a great time. Take care of yourself. Be good to your mothers. And don't eat stuff you find on the ground. Oh, and honestly, stop asking for a Ruben comeback because it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Unless you have a lot of money. Okay, bye. Bye.